I'm feeling awesome, okay? Look, <laughs> let me tell you this much. This shirt that I'm wearing, it fits, okay? And it just fits in more ways than one. For something to fit properly, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but to have the proper attire for you, it can't just be a physical fit. It's got to fit mentally and also emotionally, okay? It needs to feel comfortable. That is important. It's got to ride the curves, the edges, and just fit you. you got to feel like you're not walking around with a wedgie, right? you got to feel good. But mentally... It's also got to check this box. It's got to fit your mental curvature where you go out the door and you're like, I want to look cool today. And you got to feel that. I want to look classy, elegant, silly, goofy, what have you. Okay, it's got to check that mental fit for you. And third, with an emotional fit, it's got to express, right? Fashion is part of that expressment of who you are, your personality. So when you walk out the door, hello world, it's got to say that. Express, check. That's what a good shirt is. And I had that. I have very few of them. This was one of them, and it checked those boxes hard. So it's been gone for a very long time. What had happened was we went to a beach trip, and I brought the shirt with me because it's one of my favorite shirts. So when we were packing up and leaving, I just grabbed all my clothes, shoved it in the bag, and left because that's what you think. I got all my clothes here. Surely it's just all part of the plan. What I had forgotten was that my brother, who also likes to do this, <laughs> Steel, he had left early. Now, unbeknownst to me, he had swiped my favorite shirt with him. So when I got back home and I'm digging through my laundry to find my favorite shirt, uh, it's gone for nine months. Go look at the podcast. I like to wear my shirts in repetition, okay? We haven't seen this one in over nine months. Why? It's been gone. So he took it. He came back home, I guess, wore it and just threw it to the ethereal planes of laundry in existence. It was just been gone to the universe. Somehow it wound up just in the piles and piles, and I found it. Okay, is that just not magic and fate and luck? And I'm just so happy! It feels good! It fits! <laughs> yes. It is one of those days, is it not? It is. It always has to be one of those days. Otherwise, it's many of those days. And that's just not <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is Full Circus. My name is Tristan Sartoris, and all you people, dudes, dudettes, peeps who like to enjoy and laugh a good podcast and show, here I am, and I'm happy to be here with you guys today. And even if you're not one of those, if you're a grumpy grump and you've somehow stumbled upon this pod, I'm happy to be here with you as well, okay? And I'll also give you a little trick. Try a little falsetto, okay? It's, there's, I, look, try it and then ask the questions and I still won't have the answers. What is it about a falsetto that is so uplifting? Oh, it makes you smile naturally. I don't care how bad of a day you're having. Let's say you got ripped off at the deli. That ham wasn't supposed to be 479. You give a little, oh, all of a sudden problems washed away, right? What is that? I have no idea. Now, I will admit, if you're trying to do this right now and you're having a bad day, it will not be easy. Because that frown, the gravity on the end of your mouth, okay, it's going to be hard. You've got to overcome that. If you falsetto with a frown, that's just a weep. You can't be doing that. You've got to let go. And it's smiling and it feels authentic and you feel better yourself. So give it a try. And if that doesn't work, you know, just keep replaying this podcast over and over because I'll keep all 
right? What's that angelic choir rising in my chest? I don't know what it is. It's divine. It's beautiful. It's magic. And I feel fantastic. What just happened there? I was already having a good day and we upped it. So anyways, to top that off, I just had some ice cream. That's what's going on with me, man. And if there's one thing that could rival that, okay, that could rival a falsetto, it's ice cream. Now, much like the falsetto, it's a phenomenon, okay? I don't know what the science is. Don't try and decode it or break it down. It just, it's magic. It is what it is. I've never made ice cream at home, but what is, what's the recipe? Holy water? I just, mmm, dude. Never in my life have I had a scoop of ice cream. And went, mm, that's not a good ice cream. I don't like that flavor. They're all <laughs> magnificent, man. Even you, a savory salted caramel or a fruity, put vegetables in it. I don't care. Even pizza can be ruined with pineapple, but ice cream, it's just a whole other existence. So I just had ice cream, and then I busted out a little oh, falsetto. So now I don't know if there's a happier camper on the planet. So try that, and if that still doesn't work, you're wrong, okay? It's going to work. I, dude, your dog could get ran over by a trash truck, okay? Now, I'm saying that because if there's one other way to go out, that's worse than just getting ran over alone it's getting ran over by garbage that's horrible but you do a little ice cream with falsetto <laughs> you know whose dog is that i don't know does it matter you got ice cream and you're singing so anyways guys i'm feeling great i'm feeling fantastic and yeah i just had some ice cream and what i was gonna say about that was i love to eat while watching things i was just watching the godfather eating my ice cream i didn't start doing falsetto yet doing falsetto like it's i'm just doing i do do a little falsetto it's an undercover it's a drug that's what i would like you know everybody's getting the narcotics and messy things i would like a little falsetto I was like, hey dude you got this stuff you mean a little oh yeah a little falsetto on you you want to see sharp you want to <laughs> dude i want a little falsetto i want people fooling around with the whistle tones huh you got whistle tones on you keep that down it's like Footloose, but for falsetto, it's outlawed. Oh, hey, Dad, it's nothing. It's nothing. It was just, a, I was coughing. I went, oh, you know? So, dude, yes, I was eating. Didn't do the falsetto yet, but gosh dang it, man. I'm feeling great. Sorry. And I love to eat while watching stuff. This has always been a theme in my life. I think I've mentioned this as well. But there's just something about it. It's like taking home the movie theater experience where you sit down, you get your popcorn, your candies, your big Pepsi, and you experience cinema, right? That's what going to the movies is. You bring that home, it's that same feeling. I like to eat, I like to watch. Now, what I recently saw was that this is a type of disordered eating to some, okay? Some people label this as a disease and they go as far as to call it mindless consumption. Now, I dislike that. Why? Because you can't be labeling my habits that I enjoy and calling them bad. Who am I hurting? I'm eating ice cream and watching. Hey, I'm going to make you an off your camera views. Godfather's getting a view. My belly's being fed. Things are looking up for me, right? So why is this a bad thing? What they were saying was that by not having a focus on your meals as you're having them, you are leading to weight gain and type of binging and it's not a good mental. Dude, I disagree about that as well. I mean, could that be true? Sure. But I'm never more focused on my food than when I'm watching it. It enhances the experience. Every crumb, every morsel, the cookie breaks. I go, oh, that's mine, right? I feel 
great. It's a double. It's it's dinner and a show, right? Is that not the best thing that people go to experience? Like, yeah, dinner and a show. What? Are you serious? Dinner and a show? I don't, I'm not overwhelmed. I'm just combining two fantastic experiences. I'm never more focused on the meal. And even if it was mindless, I don't see how that's really a bad thing because it's not like I'm taking part in communion. If this bread that we break resembles the body of Christ. Hey, he's watching the Godfather. He's not paying it. No, I'm right there, man. If I could have communion and watch a movie at the same time. In fact, I think that would be a more religious experience. I would like to break it. Oh, yes, a SpongeBob. Oh, the body's a bread. Ah, and there's one we drink the blood. You know? That's a good time right there. So I don't get it. I don't like people labeling and talking bad about my habits. These are my things, man. Next, they're going to have a Latin term for it, right? Yeah, I don't know Latin, but doesn't it just sound like people talking in reverse? Oh, yeah, that's very intelligent you have. So anyways, I wish it was distracted eating, you know? That way I could eat my Greek yogurt in peace. Man, why is my nose so itchy? I could eat my green yogurt and not have to focus on it, okay? Because even with that, it's like, oh, I'm really paying attention to the flavor here, and it's not good. So, yes, I don't know why everything has to be bad. Some things are just the way they are, like falsetto and ice cream. They're just good, and watching them while enjoying them, amazing. So, anyways, I'm having a great time. Man, my nose is itchy. Yes, it's probably all that falsetto I've been doing. <laughs> so what has been going on, dude? It's Wednesday. I'm recording this podcast early. I'm trying to slowly shift the show right there. Maybe we have a little leeway, so I'm not editing at 2 a.m. And it's always been difficult for me because as you shift it back, you're like, I don't have a full week of a recap of things to talk about. But because I was so proactive, I did it last week. I'm here again. Full seven day stretch. Look at that. Maturity, growth, execution even. So I'm really feeling fantastic. What else is going on outside of my disordered eating? I recently stumbled upon a man in the woods. No, I stumbled upon a guy online when I was talking about reversing the grayness in my hair. Okay, I found this guy. His name's Brian Johnson. Rich dude, millionaire, billionaire. I really don't know. But he is 45 or so, and he has spent the last decade trying to reverse the aging process on himself. He is like the sole subject. He's studying, working everything about his body. And I guess it, right now he has slowed his aging where the skin damage he's taking is like the speed of a 10-year-old. So now he's aging. He hasn't reversed aging, but he's gotten to, to, like, to the point where a 10-year-old ages day by day, which I think is fantastic. But you can look at these days in the life that he does and... He does about 75 or 80 activities, different stretching and red light therapy and moisturizer and things and contraction and all kinds of different machines. His whole day is wrapped around trying to survive longer. And he takes about 150 pills. Okay, that's difficult, right? I took one pill. I took one multivitamin this morning, and I already forgot if I took it. I was like, should I need to take another one? And I did. So maybe that's why I'm feeling so great. I'm overdosing on vitamins. So anyways, he takes 150, non-exaggeration. I think it's like 154. Is that not just nuts? It kind of put things in perspective where I was like, I just would love to reverse aging. It's damaged. And now I'm still trying to be healthy. I'm still taking my multivitamins, but... 
at what point does your effort to reverse the natural occurrence of life begin to remove the beauty of it, right? Like, a good analogy would be, because his whole day is spent just trying to live longer. If someone told you, you could live forever, but you had to spend 23 and a half hours running in a hamster wheel, okay? You could live forever, but you're constantly working just to survive, just to keep the lights on. I don't know, man. It's like, he doesn't eat everything. Every calorie's completely dialed. It's completely all about, now I don't mean to knock it because that's what he does. He enjoys it. He loves to do that. But at what point, I'm just throwing this out theoretically, not to criticize, but at what point it's like, if you're not living, eating pizza every day, are you really living at all? You know, if you're not living by having ice cream, uh, at what point are you just not there? You know, I feel like there's some critical points there. So I kind of got down a deep rabbit hole because I was thinking about myself. I'm like, man, I would love to get rid of the gray. I would love to figure out a reverse. But after I saw that, I was like, you know what? I'm still going to try, but you know, it just can't be my whole life. Although I do respect a good passion. I respect a purpose, man. Recently, my dad has been renovating the whole freaking backyard. He got a new hot tub. It's turned to a paradise. He's got fire hydrants and like a putting green and a golf thing, TVs. It's like everything's being moved around. And my dad's not old by any means. That wasn't the transition. I was going to say that I think true age, right? If you were going to age older, I think that is the lack of a purpose, right? Because purpose is the fulfillment, the meaning of life. Life without purpose is just golf. That's all you got. That's why when people retire, they age so fast. They go straight up. Even if it's a sucky purpose, as long as you're striving for something, you got something to fight for. In fact, wow, this is a medical podcast. I saw another study where they talked about 75%, I think, of muscle, whatever, dissolving, removing. What is aging? Whatever. When your muscle just freaking fatigues away as you get older, 75% of the cause of that is that it's just not being used. The true use it or lose it method. So I think the true nature of aging really is just doing stuff. And I've come to learn that more and more as you know, my parents are 50 and, you know, when you're like five or eight, you look at 50, you're like, oh, yeah, that's older. But then now as I see them 50, you're like, yeah, they don't look like they've aged today because they live with purpose. And there's nothing more exciting than passion, dude. Is there not? I don't care what it is. Just seeing someone like excited and creative and thinking about, I can't wait to do this. You know, whether it's building a website or changing a career or renovating or getting a hot tub, you know, there's just something meaningful about it. And I think that is the true, the true definition of staying in your zone. So again, to this guy who's spending his whole life doing it, that seems crazy to me. But if he feels fulfilled, gosh dang it. I would venture to bet if he does end up staying the same age for 90 years, it's probably going to be his strict focus and passion about doing it. So you could follow his whole regime, but it won't work because you don't have the fire for it. So anyways... Yeah, man, I think there's something to be said about tapping out, you know, as you retire. You're like, you know, I'm just old. I give up. You got to keep that on, dude. Get that that soul lamp. Don't turn that light out, dang it. So anyways, that's rough. And on top of that, not on top of that, dude. It has nothing to do with that at all. Let's <laughs> do the side of that, a far segue. Speaking of people who come to clean your house, that's a segue that I try to employ. I call it the Carlton Method. 
I got it from my older brother when we would work with my dad very passionately. We would work so long that we wouldn't really be getting lunch because we'd just forget about it. And he would just bring it up by saying, hey, speaking of lunch. So that's why we do that. We say, speaking of people that come over to your house to clean, someone comes over to our house and they want to reorganize stuff. This is something someone my mom has hired. Now, the issue with this is, okay, she's a very lovely lady. Things are very fine. But for over a decade, I've lived in this house, this specific house. I've been with my family the whole time. <laughs> but for over a decade, we've been here, and I'm just now figuring out where things are. I still get in trouble. Like, you empty the dishwasher? This isn't where this goes. But she comes in here, and we're changing it off. I'm just learning the controls to this place. So things are moving around. And here's what else is very difficult about someone organizing your life. You know, it's 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 your own freaking emotional puzzle, man. You can't really have someone else be like, hey, the piece goes here, this goes there. Like, you got to figure things out. I can't throw away this. I can't throw away that. Hoarders got to hoard, right? You can't change that out of them. Only a hoarder can stop hoarding their emotions and hoarding that hoarding ability. Not to say they're completely hoarders, but they are. <laughs> um, so... I think that it's rough and I don't like it. And on top of that, some of my stuff is just out and about and just like, hey, gone. So I left this package. I bought an Ethernet adapter. It didn't work. Long story. It Well, it's not a long story. It just didn't work. Okay. Very short. So I left it just out on the kitchen counter or whatever. And I came back after she was gone. Thing was in the trash or somewhere. I was like, where's this at? She's like, I don't know. This lady cleaned house. So I was very upset, but not that much because I like to believe things work out for me. So she said, go check the trash. That's probably there. And now next I find myself out in the garbage, digging through there, looking for a stupid thing that I wanted to return because it didn't work. <laughs> I'm digging. It really is trash. But I couldn't find it. I felt embarrassed. I felt upset. And then lo and behold, man. My mom found it. I don't even know where. I gave up. It was only $9. But, dude, that's the power, man. Thank you, Jesus. That thing just kind of whizzed back into my life, and it's amazing. So that's not really to trail on the fact of people coming into your house to clean, but I'm just more bragging about the fact that things just work out for me. You know what it is, man. I've been feeling like this lately. Now, surely, is it always true? No. I get kicked in the mouth, and I have chipped teeth, and my hair goes gray, and I feel bad, and I lose a shirt for nine months, right? Things don't always work out. But, okay, when you feel like things are working out for you, gosh dang it, if they don't feel like you're working out for you, if you're not doing a little falsetto for the soul, I don't know what to tell you. I think it is. I've been reading the Bible a little bit more lately, and God's like, hey, you want an extra blessing? I don't know why it's so violent, but I like to think, that in order to really bless somebody, it's got some sort of wizard. Yeah! You know? Is that not a fun thought? I would like... I hope the Lord makes a sound when he blesses somebody or has a catchphrase, like a kazan, like, a shabbat boy, you know? And always on! And everyone's just a guy. Oh, wait, he is busy today. He is making the world a better place. All the angels in the other room, they're just here like, what's going on out there? You know, he's doing falsetto up there, okay? What do you think the heaven choir is full of? That's why when you get up there, what's the sound when you get up to heaven? It's all falsetto because the Lord knows what is divine. So anyways, I got off on a tangent. Yeah, I don't like it when people take my stuff and throw it away, dude, and reorganize. But... As luck would have it, or fate, or the Lord would have it. My thing was not thrown away, so that was righteous. And 
little update. Speaking of insurance, look at that, the Carlton move. I talked on the last episode about how I was haggling with the insurance lady. And she's like, hey, $40, $50. So I was like, get out of town, 33 or nothing. She's like, okay, let's talk. I went, really? We chatted up again. Okay, and she followed up. We had that meeting. And you know what? Insurance is all the same. I worked in insurance, gosh dang it, okay? So I know all the buttons. I know what all the levers do, okay? So she's trying all these little schemes and trying to bundle packages. And I get back in the car. She's like, yeah, we can do this thing, get this thing together. It's going to be a short $45, a little up. It's like, that's not what you said. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know, but it's just going to be a little bit more than what that is. Like, yeah, I don't think so. Let me think it over. And that's what I kept saying. We talk three or four times on the phone getting this conversation. I kept saying, okay, just let me think it over. Just not being too rude. Think I was never going to call her back. Every time I ended the conversation and I said, I'll think it over, we'll talk again, was never going to call her back. But she kept texting me. We followed up again. I was like, okay, we could do it. We get into a thing. She tries her little tricks. And you know what? I got it. I got the premium, man, dude. You can't scam me. That's what they always do. They're always trying to bundle and make things sound like they need to be bigger, more grand. And the little thing is they're always trying to get you into something and like they will not rest until they can get the highest premium because they get paid in their package deals. But something that I learned that as I was selling insurance was that the only thing that we would really settle for is if someone was like, yeah, you can upgrade later on. So every time I said, I just want to pay the $33 right now, I would end it with, and I'll upgrade later on. I have plans. I'm like, okay, yeah. So I, of course I want to bring you on. You can be my client because you're planning on upgrading. I was like, <laughs> I'm not, right? The package that they wanted to do, in fact, was life insurance. And as someone who worked in there, I don't care about life insurance, dude. Life insurance, I think, honestly, is a little bit of a scam, you know? And how morbid of a thought anyway. Like, you have to spend the rest of your life planning and paying away money for your death, you know? As you're getting older, let's say you're retired and you're worried about dying, what's more frightening than constantly getting a bill to say, oh, yeah, you want to pay a little money for that gasket? No, dude. And also, whatever final death expenses are, they were like... 12 grand or they said save up 12 grand and forget the rest mostly people are paying way more than that and then it just all goes around it's a big trail it's nonsense i think it's stupid man as someone who was trained and paid money to be a life insurance agent i think the whole thing is basically hogwash now unless you have one of those things where your your death expense your cash out is like a hundred thousand but in that case you're paying so much so all these people are like we got to get you in early right so if someone's at your door right now say we got to get you in early because the premiums are going to be lower let's get them guaranteed for life because it's not term insurance it's whole life insurance screw that dude get a little money aside and forget about it don't think about it anymore and don't let them try and raise your car insurance for it so anyways that's just my little my little two you know, it's, although that guy, freaking Brian Johnson, I'm sure he's not paying for life insurance. Like, dude, what do I need that for? I mean, 150 bills a day, you know? So try and do a little bit of that. Keep some passions. That's that's That keeps that at bay. You don't need to be worrying about your, your final resting place, okay? And also, look, I think I believe in capitalism. I'm not really one to speak on economic values or anything like that or the economy in general. But I like the idea of, you know, capitalizing on some markets and some things that are important but the fact that you gotta be paying 12 grand to die that's a bit rough right you know like i right here 
I have a I have a land in Scotland that was $35 or so. I would like to be buried there with my subject. So I've already got my place taken care of. 12 grand? I'm ready. My family's gonna fly out there with a shovel and put me in there. So I don't think it needs to be all this all this nonsense and grandiose. I think it's pretty rough that you have to pay that much to die. And honestly, at that point, you're dead. What do I care what the casket looks like or, you know, I could whether I got cremated or where my land is or how far away from the woods I may be. I don't care. Okay? You're just dead. That's just it is what it is. And that's sad, and that's why I don't want to have to pay so much money about it constantly. I'd rather I don't know. I I probably might be willing to do all those tricks, I guess, now that I think about it. Brian might be onto something, although he's not really living at all. I bet he doesn't have a land in Scotland. Man, I'm all over the place, and I think I'm all over the place, okay? I need to stop watching so many Italian gangster films. It don't work like that. My grammar's getting messed up. So there's something to be said about being happy and full of like energy and spirit that it's even harder for me to calm down. Like this, 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 this. None of the things I'm talking about were planned. Usually I like to go topic, topic, topic. I'm just throwing it. Caution, need wind. My brain is kind of like an Olympic sprinter, but he's never running the right direction. You know, it's like, it's really good, right? It's fast, it's efficient, but it's not running where everyone else is going. It's like I'm sprinting through this dance. Move out of the way. Ha, ha. And it's fast, dude. It's quick. Like, where's he going? We don't know. But gosh dang it. We can't follow him. But is he not crazy good at what he does? If there was a race where you could try and track where my brain would go and then I could run that, crush it. But I don't know how to keep track of him. I I can't put a GPS on him. He just runs. It just goes. This is where the guy ran like the first 100 meters. He was good. He was with all the other racers. He was like all the other podcasts. He was running. It was sharp. It was good. But (laughs) after we started rounding that curve, he just ran off. He got a hot dog. He hopped on a bus. Finish the race somewhere else. I gotta go, guys. I gotta go. Because this podcast is gonna be forever. This is where I ramble. What was I thinking? I got so caught up in the... You know what? Oh! <laughs>